0: After we recorded, I found out that the last year that I was seeing him, he was married <gasps> and forgot to tell me. And I actually was with him like three days after his wedding. <gasps>
1: Jen! <laughs> Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Breanne Davis-Gantt. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really? The how, the what, the when, the where, the why, and all of that good stuff. Now, Today, we have an amazing episode, and I am so excited. It's a follow-up episode, and guess who our guest is today? Dun-dun-dun. It's Jen. Now, Jen, I have a question for you. Are you ready?
0: I think so. Dun-dun-dun. What is your secret? I still hate dating and online dating, and I have updates to my stories that make Uh, it so much worse.
1: Yeah. Like you really hate online dating, not even like just hate it. You like
0: despise it, right? It is a necessary evil that I barely tolerate at this point. Mm. So if you haven't listened to our
1: first episode, you have to go back. It was released like a month ago and it is such a great episode and so many people resonated. And I just begged you to come back. I said, you have to come back because when I... Reached out to you, you started telling me all these stories, and I said, Stop. Like you have to tell me what has been going on. So let's tell the listeners because this was our other one was recorded a while ago. So what's going on since then with online dating?
0: So it was really weird listening to my episode, Mm -hmm. besides the fact that I hate hearing myself talk, and (laughs) that's just annoying. But the people (laughs) that I talked about, again, it was recorded a while ago. I have updates that make things so much worse. Oh, give them to me. Let's do it. So I mentioned a guy that I had been dating casually on and off for about two years, a couple years ago. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And things ended. I didn't really go into a lot of details of why. And that's not necessarily important. After we recorded, I found out that the last year that I was seeing him, he was married (gasps) and forgot to tell me. Uh forgot to tell you. He also doesn't know that I know this, by the way, <laughs> I was given this information through someone. Um, yeah. So, so you didn't I, confront him. I haven't confronted him yet. And I debate about it. Um, but yeah, he got married and I actually was with him like three days after his wedding. Turns out where, also, where did you go? Like well, you- I, just, he was in town and we saw each other. Uh-huh um, she also was pregnant. And <gasps> I, I was with him either while she was in the hospital having their baby or right after she was released from the hospital.
1: It sounds like he needs my program. I think he does. <laughs> it sounds like he has a major, major emptiness in his soul to morally do that to
0: his wife that's yeah. pregnant and you. Yeah. And I don't really normally if I find out someone's a cheater. I confront them, but I'm the other woman, but she's also the other woman in a way too. And yeah, I don't want to destroy his life sometimes I do, but I really don't. But yeah. So as much as I look back at that time and I grew a lot myself and I appreciate that time, but it's now, it's got this negative endpoint that I didn't know because I didn't agree to be the other woman to someone who was married and had a kid. Yeah. You know, I, I agree that we were seeing each other non-exclusively casually. It is what it is. I knew he was seeing other people. He knew I was seeing other people. No big deal. I'm pretty sure she never knew I existed.
1: Uh, I 100% (laughs) probably could say 99.999% she probably didn't
0: know. Exactly. And I never agreed or consented to be the other woman in his marriage. So you even had a secret from yourself. You were a secret mistress and you didn't even know. (laughs) I know. So, yeah. So that's an update that I've gotten. And then I also talked about someone who I had gone out with only for a couple of weeks, but all of our dates were like crazy 12 hour dates. And then he ghosted me. Mm -hmm. And after we recorded, he reappeared in my life. (gasps) And he reached out to me and And he didn't excuse what he did. He explained it. And without a lot of detail, basically, he had gotten out of a really long, serious relationship. I was the first person he went out with. And he kind of freaked out.
1: Oh, my God. I've heard that so many times. I'm, like, sweating right now. Like, I'm (laughs) uncomfortable because I've heard that so many times. Don't be on a fucking dating app. Yeah. I don't let people I work with or my sponsees or people... Don't go on a dating app if you haven't done the work to get through your trauma of your last relationship.
0: And so he never, I mean, he apologized, but he never was saying, you know, this is my excuse. He really, he said, this is the explanation. I know I was wrong. And so I agreed to see him again because yeah, we did have a great time when we were dating saw each other again Mm -hmm. and he ghosted me again. Yes. (laughs) After all that, after apologizing, after explaining what happened, after saying he knows it was wrong. I get ghosted again.
1: That is insanity. Why don't people show up? And then to come back again and then do it again, you're re-traumatizing you. They are re-traumatizing. That is
0: horrible. I will say though, after he ghosted me the second time, I felt so much better about the situation because he proved to me who he was. Yes. And it has nothing to do with me at this point. This is 100% him.
1: Totally. And that's what I was going to say. Nothing to do with you. This is a person that's unavailable, not you know, there to show up for even himself if he can't show up for another person. But here's the thing, people show us who they are at the beginning and we just don't want to see yeah. it.
0: I just don't want to believe it all the time. I, I want to think the good of people. but yeah, so you know there's that. And then right after we recorded, I actually um, it's kind of funny. so I pandemic dating is fun. We'll just go with that. Pandemic <laughs> dating is a weird thing. Okay. And, you know, there aren't that many places you can go. And when we recorded, it was when things were still pretty bad. Yeah. It was closed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had arranged for a date um, to meet someone outside at a park, you know, public parks, totally safe and uh, got stood up and was really mad about it. And so I went to Trader Joe's after that to do, you know, grocery shopping and I was swiping and I matched with the guy and we started chatting and we really, really hit it off. And uh-huh. he seemed really great, but... COVID, you know, like you can't really see each other. And I have medical situations that make me higher risk. And he worked in a situation where he had to be around people all the time. And that was unavoidable. And it ended up being three months of us talking every single day, texting every day, doing virtual dates. And I can't say that I loved the guy because I hadn't met him, but I definitely was close to feeling like this could be my person. Right. And we finally got a time literally after 3 months of this where we were able to meet up we were going to you know watch a movie still trying to be covid safe with everything and and I saw him and my heart sank because I realized I had zero like romantic feelings to this guy and we had discussed that because that's a real possibility you know yeah. physical chemistry in person chemistry is so different than phone chemistry you know, I, I, sat there for our movie and I was trying to think of what to say because I truly cared. For, I care. I still care for this guy. I, he's a great guy. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just not my person. Right. And I ended up bursting into tears and telling him like, I'm so sorry. Like this sucks because we both wanted to make this work. And three months of talking to someone every day is it's intense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what I say. That's what I say, people, when you talk to people on even FaceTime, even me and you talking, it's totally different in person. You actually don't know somebody or know if there's a connection until you see each other in person. That's why I actually tell people that are online dating, do not text a lot at all. Do not do FaceTime. Do not do any of that. Like I actually say, do not do it.
0: And what do you think totally, of that? That's normally my thing. Uh mm-hmm. the guy who I ended up goes to me twice. Yeah. Um, I actually matched with him in the morning and met him that evening. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the person saying two messages in, let's go get a drink. Yes. Ironically, I don't drink, which is <laughs> funny, but whatever, you know, going to a drink, drinking coffee, easy ways to meet someone. Yes. COVID times, it's not really that easy. Yeah, I get and it. Now it's, it's, you know, there's, I live near downtown Culver city and there's a nice little outdoor area for there. And it's pretty easy to say, let's go meet there. It feels relatively safe. Yeah. But you know, when it was at the height of things before anyone could be vaccinated before, you know, there was a lot known three months of talking was really the only thing we could do. And and it legitimately broke my heart when I had to tell him that. I can't even imagine.
1: I mean, even it broke, it, it just like crushed you because when you make that connection with someone, it's just like all your hopes then like crash.
0: Exactly. And I don't I don't consider it wasted time because again, I learned a lot about myself and I got to have a connection with another person. You know, the mm-hmm. toughest thing about the past two years is just, I'm very physically affectionate just in general. Like I hug my friends, I work out. and You're a toucher.
1: Exactly. I'm not a toucher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and during the pandemic, I love I mean, it. there was literally almost a hundred days in a row where I had zero physical contact with another human being. Yeah. Not, and I'm not even talking sex or kissing, no hugs, no high fives, no. handshake, handshake, no exchanging money between hands for over three months. Yeah. And humans are not meant to do that.
1: No, we need
0: contact. Yeah. And there were other times where it was like two months. And then I was at the dentist. Does the dentist really count as physical touch with someone else? I don't think so. I don't think so either.
1: I'm sorry. That's all I would get. <laughs> your dentist touches your shoulder exactly. and you're like, oh my God, I feel, I feel loved. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. a lot of people felt like that because a lot of people talked about that in my meetings you know we're a bunch of sex and love addicts like wanting to get affection and and we we need it you know as humans but a lot of people struggled with it when they were single and alone like not having any human contact whatsoever it was debilitating at times for people
0: my therapist you know would ask me how are you doing and I would say, if I said I'm doing okay, that means I'm not doing okay because I shouldn't be doing okay right now. So, you know, trying to find ways to date sucks, you know, and then I meet people. I met someone else who seemed like a great guy. I mean, these guys always seem like great guys and then they're not, you know, he seemed like a great guy. We had a couple of dates, had dinner. We talked somewhat relatively serious stuff because he has a kid and was getting out of divorce and obviously he needs to be protective of his life. Yeah. And then he ghosts me. What is up with people ghosting?
1: I don't know. But then I mean, you don't even have to ghost, just say, actually, I've changed my mind. It has yeah, nothing I mean- to do with you. I'm not available. That's
0: like literally all they ha- you have to say. Totally. And I've had plenty of people send me those messages and it stinks and I'm not happy about it, but
1: No, nobody wants to be rejected. Even if like a friend or someone's like, I'm actually don't want to hang out or you don't just don't go somebody.
0: Exactly. So, you know, I don't want to say that online dating and dating in general has gotten worse since we've recorded or in the last two years, but it's so different because so much of what was normal before is either not able to be done or feels just so much worse. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm rejection sucks more now than it did before because i all i'm fine being alone i'm not okay being lonely mm. and i never was really lonely until like these past 2 years yeah because i'm surrounded by friends or i'm surrounded by other people or i have a life and i just don't have much of that anymore. And I've said to so many people, you know, living alone and being alone during the pandemic, it feels like you're on your own little planet and everyone else is out there living their lives. And I'm just in here wondering what's going on. Has it changed that with the vaccination and the booster and anything? Has it changed at all? Or does it still feel like that? I've definitely had more dates since especially since getting vaccinated, because now I'm willing to go meet people in public. And one of the good, one of the few good things about dating apps is they do let you put little stickers saying you're vaccinated while it is technically something that you're putting on. So they can't prove it. Mm -hmm. It's still nice to be able to sort people by who's been vaccinated and who's not, because I'm not interested in dating someone who isn't vaccinated for multiple reasons. Well,
1: I have a couple questions. I had a question for you from other people, and i just going to ask, how many dick pics have you gotten recently? Has there been an influx of more or less?
0: <laughs> I don't think I've gotten that many since we recorded. I mean, but then again, that many probably means about 20. <gasps> no. no way. <laughs> But Do you know,
1: when I released your episode and did a thing about dick pics, I started getting more of them. Like I'm people, sorry. I know, but people were guys, not people, guys were like, oh, you don't want one. Well, here's mine. And like, it was going to change my
0: mind or something. I'm like, delete, delete. So I, yeah, <laughs> I felt I like you a little bit. <laughs> I don't understand the purpose of it. I will say the increase of Dick related conversations has increased really and just the, the simplest things I can ask somehow turn into a guy talking about his Dick, like my go-to opening line, which
1: oh yes, God, I have I a line it.
0: that I use to everyone because it's just really easy, but I actually really like this question. Mm-hmm. And I ask, what is something that nobody asks you on dating apps that you wish someone would ask? <gasps> That's a great question. Right. So I think that's a fun one to ask. You get some really cool responses. You have to
1: think they have to think, you know, like it's a thinking question. Like, what do I want to be asked about myself? You know, so what are some of the cool things? And then what are some of the ones that turn into Dick conversations?
0: So some of my favorite ones so far have been, um, are you glass half full or half empty? Which is a simple question, but I like that. Mm -hmm. One of my absolute favorite ones is, do you think more with your heart or with your head? Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. And then I I like the really silly things. Someone will be like, what's my go-to pizza order? Oh, but what is your go-to pizza order? I always write, it's, I like barbecue chicken pizza, which is a really weird one, but it's fun. But I like, it's so hard to get to know someone over a text. So asking yeah. dumb things can be really fun. Yeah. Like make it a game. That's like exactly. a more fun game. Yeah. I had someone say they always were, they always wish they had been asked French fries, tater tots or hash browns.
1: (gasps) That's a good one too.
0: Those are just fun. And it's a fun way to start off a conversation. But then there are the guys who are saying, "Uh, I wish someone would ask me how I like having a micro penis, or I wish someone would ask me how big is my dick. And it's like, yeah, no, (laughs) that's hysterical. Oh my God. Now I can see a little
1: bit why you hate it so much and everybody else is hating it. Like I said, your episode, the first episode, like, was amazing. So many people felt closer and not alone. It was, like, helped so many other people.
0: I feel bad that other people have bad experiences, but also, like, I'm glad I'm not alone. (laughs) no, I think that's
1: the whole reason I have this show is like, we are not alone because your secret is someone else's secret. And and you feel like you're alone on that Island, but really everybody feels the same way you do.
0: And like I said, it's a necessary evil because even though things are starting to reopen a little more and I go, I'm back at my gym, but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to meet someone at the gym because I'm focused on my workout. You know, where am I really going to meet someone? And that's why like, I've asked you, like, do you have some, I feel I should just put on your podcast. If you live near West LA and you're between 33 and 45 and you don't smoke and you don't have a cat and you're actually single and you're not going to send me a dick pic, find me and you're vaccinated.
1: We will put that in the description. I actually will put that in the description
0: for find you. Me that someone, is please.
1: Okay. We will do it. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you about. When you're out at the gym, I was actually talking to somebody else about it. You're still wearing a mask, right? Yeah. Okay. So how do you know if you're attracted to somebody of half of their face is covered?
0: I will say there are plenty of times where it's an outdoor date that I'm not always wearing a mask. If there's enough space between us, I'm usually okay with not wearing masks or I'll take them off after a while. But yeah, there was also a guy, <laughs> you just remind me of someone that I totally forgot about. That was- <laughs> I probably met him, probably right around the time that we recorded last. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot this guy because he was not that interesting. But yeah, um, we we met up and we kept masks on the whole time. And then he had we continued to message after that, and he sent me a picture of himself doing something. And I guess all of his pictures on the dating app were a little older because when he sent me the picture of him without a mask on, like after our date, he looked very different. Really? Yeah. So he, he was very scrappy looking and yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that guy. There were other reasons I didn't go out with him again, but it was shocking to see what he looked like without a mask in a recent picture.
1: But no, I'm even saying at the gym, how do you meet just someone random at the gym? If you don't even see half their face and I was like, Oh, I forgot anyway. That's true. Well, I don't go to gyms cause I don't like gyms. I don't like the whole atmosphere, but I get it. Like, but anywhere, if you go to the grocery store and you can't see half their face. So how do you like, I don't know. I don't know,
0: I don't know how people met in the real world before the pandemic. Cause I never had that much luck with it. And, and I know I'm not perfect and I'm not everyone's ideal person, but you know, if there was a better way than online dating that didn't cost thousands of dollars, like a matchmaker. Yes. Like, I would do that because it's just, I understand that some people see online dating as a game and it does have a game type aspect to it because you're getting that endorphin hit every time you get a match and you keep swiping, looking for the next one. It's like a slot machine.
1: No, it's like, it is addicting too. That's why I try to say the least communication before you meet in person, the better, because it is, can be an addiction. People get addicted to that.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm not on there to be addicted. I, I am on a dating app to get off of a dating app. Yeah. Like that's, that's the point for me. And Unfortunately, there are plenty of people on there who don't have that same mindset and you don't always know that about someone.
1: I know, it's such a bummer. That makes me really, really
0: sad. That's why you're going to find me someone so I can get off dating apps (laughs) and you can stop being sad. Okay. I will say I'm guilty of this too. It's it's really hard to put yourself in a place where you feel like you're putting yourself up to be rejected. And I had far too many years where I was playing the cool girl of, yeah, you know, I'm okay. If I find a relationship, I'm okay. If I'm not, you know, that's how some of my casual things have started because I wasn't pushing for what my long-term goal is. And now I'm, I'm still well, not as much for casual things just because of safety and pandemic and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm basically saying my long-term goal is to find a relationship, mm-hmm. but I understand not everyone I meet is meant for that but that's how I'm phrasing it. I'm much more open of this is what I'm looking for versus I'm open to seeing what happens. So Mm. I put what I want into it while I'm still being open-minded. But that does lead to potentially more rejection because if someone doesn't see long-term in the future, they may just eliminate me from that point. Yeah. And it's not easy to put anything in your life that's going to be a potential rejection. And being open about what you want is a huge stop point for people. But here's the thing, you're living your truth now.
1: And I don't believe there's anything ever like a cool girl or a cool, like I think underneath, yeah, you're like, oh, I'll take what's right now and you don't think about the future. But no one wants to be the cool girl and be ghosted or, n- or love bombed and then left and all that stuff. So I'm just so grateful you were willing to come on again and tell me how much you hated it and updating me because like I said, you are not alone. And if you keep putting yourself out there, there will be a return. You just have to know you actually don't need it to be okay in this world. Like that's the one thing I say, you actually don't need a partner to be happy in this world.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I would not say that I'm unhappy. I have some really awesome things in my life. I just bought a condo and I'm renovating. <gasps> yeah. Like yeah. I'm Oh awesome. my god, that's a huge high five. Thank you. Guys, we're we're virtually <laughs> high fiving. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've actually made some of the most amazing friends during yeah. the pandemic because of the way that you have to communicate and you know, people that I never would have connected with if I was living my normal life. And you know, I I go to Orange Theory four times a week and I work out and I feel like a badass. Like yeah. I have a pretty awesome life. I have a lot to offer someone if they want to be in it. Yes. But I'm not living a sad life. I have moments of being really lonely and it sucks and I cry, but I have a pretty fucking awesome life. You do. And when I find someone who can add to it or enjoy that with me, great. But I'm not going to bring my life down for someone who's not worthy of what I currently have.
1: Ugh. Oh. I wish everyone had that attitude. Honestly, it is so powerful and beautiful to to say everything you just said. And if someone is listening out there and looking for that person, like we said, to complete them, like you're not looking for that. You're looking for a partner to stand next to you and live as a partner. But a lot of people out there are looking for them to complete them or make them feel whole because they feel like they're missing something.
0: Nobody's missing anything. You just want someone to add to your life to be the bonus points. You Thank don't need you. to get to your whole self.
1: So what if someone's listening and still not believing what you and I are saying?
0: What would be your advice for them? I'm trying to phrase this the best. So one of the things that my therapist had me do years ago that I still maintain okay, is they had me write a list of 10 things that make me happy in my life. Okay, And it's just any 10 things. And the goal is not to check off every 10 all the 10 things every day, it's get as much as you can done. Things like watching a movie, going to the gym, reading, being around friends, going out to eat, make a list of what makes you happy and make sure you check off a few of those things. And if you can't find 10 things in your life that make you happy, go figure out what makes you happy. Mm. Because you want to be happy on your own and you want to find someone who enjoys similar things or you can share those things with, you know, I love going to Disneyland and it's awesome. I don't need someone else who loves Disneyland, but I need someone who can at least love that. I love Disneyland and can appreciate that part of me. And, you know, I can share that part of my life with someone if they love something that I don't understand, but I can appreciate that they love it. Great. That's going to add more to my life, but I still have a hundred percent of what makes me happy controlled by me. Yeah. And not by another person.
1: Oh, I love it. Now, I have a question for you. The last question. So how can you stop hating online dating so bad? Like, What is that transition you can make in your mind right now to release
0: that hatred of it? (laughs) I don't know if I will be able to release all the hatred of it while I'm still on it because it's not fun. -hmm. What I have done is I limit my time on there Mm -hmm. and I do very deliberate time. When I'm going to spend time swiping or messaging people back, it's that time frame. That's the time I've scheduled for it. I'm not spending hours swiping endlessly because that just breaks me. Yeah. And I'm trying to continue to meet people as quickly as I can and not talk to them, you know, as safely as I can, Mm -hmm. which isn't easy. And a lot of people, unmatch me once i suggest meeting up and that's fine if they were never going to meet me goodbye to them yes and i just keep putting myself out there and hoping for the best and tell everyone i know that i'm single and still looking and tell all of your listeners that i'm single and looking and hope that i will find the person who gets me off of online dating cuz you know there's a there's a jokey meme of saying i don't want to date anymore i just want to get married Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I feel like I'm tired of dating. I'm tired of the talking stage. I'm tired of the defining the relationship stage. I want to find the person who brings awesome stuff to my life and go live my life with them. That's it. Like, I just want that part. Yeah, you want the part where
1: you do the laundry together, you pay the bills, you pick up the dog poop, you do all that love stuff, the boring stuff, the mundane stuff. So that's what you want.
0: I mean, and also, you know, the fun stuff and someone to enjoy the fun things in life. But yeah, I don't need to get to learn people's favorite colors and what they wanted to be when they were kids. And it's, it's very repetitive. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. And I'm done with that. I'm ready for what's next for my life because I'm moving on to what's next in my life.
1: Ah, I love it. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing more of your stories and, and the update. Um, where maybe can I'll people, have another update. For you. In the yeah. Future. Right. Probably by like next year, where can people find you if they have any questions or, or need, need advice, or they have someone they want that they want to have you date.
0: The best way to find me would be on Instagram. I'm at the Gen Levin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Twitter at the same handle, but I'm not on Twitter as much. But Instagram is the best way to reach me.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so grateful for you. Truly. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I love doing this. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast@icloud.com. at icloud.com. Until next time.